Welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Well, hello, Rat and Ron. This is kind of a short week here. Uh, welcome to episode... I want to know who is hiding in your computer. Uh, I think it's the munchkins. Yeah, it must be. You got some Smurfs hanging out over there. You like that? Is there any way to make my voice do that the entire show? Uh, I could, but I'd have to record it. Oh, I could definitely do it when we edit. Okay, but for like five minutes and then just have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't come here to start a fight, but I'm up for anything yeah, well, I we had a little fight last episode, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Perry is dirty. As <laughs> I'm not gonna say it like you did. You're so Get the bleed. I wasn't. You never know it's gonna come flying out of those lips. I wasn't talking about Perry. I was talking about the other. Right. <laughs> Except for I forgot to bleep it. I heard. <laughs> So sorry, sorry, kids at home. We're, I can't I, what my co-host says. I did. I I did able to edit that out. So we, if you're listening to us, then you probably didn't know because it might be at a bleeper show. Who knows? Or a bloop blooper show. He's bleeper. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, it's the it's middle of the week. I'm not drinking, except for water. Come on. Yeah, and so yeah, no. How is that water? No hockey, no hockey so far because it's as we're recording it, it's tomorrow game and early game too, which is for a beer league. It's very rare you get an eight o'clock game. Yeah, that's what I like. Like nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night. That's what I like about summertime when there's no youth games. So I think (laughs) (laughs) I had to edit that out too. Um, so, well, we had one game, which is the end of the season. Uh, that's a uh, See, that's a shame. Game about. six, obviously, I didn't, I didn't, I missed most of the game because we were uh, recording our last episode, but I, we were both wrong. We both had game seven. We both had the wrong, but I did win $55. Yeah, but they screwed you out of like 20 bucks mm-hmm. still, right? Well, if Tampa Bay won, I would have won seventy. So, yeah, fifteen bucks. But if I would, if I wanted to put the bet in for Colorado in January, February, it would have been a lot less. But anyway, uh, Vasilevsky. Well, he's not perfect anymore. He's he was four and zero on facing elimination, and yeah, but so you can't fault Vas. I mean, he played he played incredible. Tampa Bay just could never get a rhythm. They could never get any penetration into the Colorado zone. Like, they were just, they, they were flat. They just couldn't. I mean, Colorado was in their face the entire game. The pressure, like, the four check was unbearable. And 
it just forced Tampa Bay to play terrible. You can't blame Vasilevsky for that. I mean, he was he was magnif- magnificent. Um, kind of like Casa was in his Memorial Cup. That's for another story. But um, yeah, I mean, the, like you're facing that many shots, and the scoring chances are so high. And I mean, how, how can you? Exp- I mean, he's not going to be perfect. But um, it, it started good for Tampa Bay. Sam Coast got the first goal, another five-hole goal in Kemper. And, I mean, as as we'll get to it a little bit later in the show. Sam Coast is like Mr. Reliable. Um, Every single series that we've had, it seems like we're talking about him producing for his team game after game after game after game. They need to get that spark, and Stammer is always there to give them that spark. So, you know, he's just a he, tremendous athlete, tremendous player, and, you know, just an overall great leader for that team. And But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, Tampa Bay was just, as we'll get to later, um, they were just injured, and that's probably one of the re- main reasons why they couldn't compete. Um, but again, you know, second period, Colorado just, they, they weren't going to be faced. They, they had something like 10 comeback wins in the playoffs. Um, they scored two goals in the second period. And then uh, the officiating in the third period was more the same. Another missed miss calls. Too many men. Oh, uh, there was a missed tripping call, and they just totally shut down Tampa. I don't know if it was, you know, they shut them down, or like I mentioned earlier, their Tampa Bay was too injured and too just didn't have it. They had no shots on goal pretty much halfway through the third period. And then, uh, as you mentioned, you know they had the too many too many players again, and McKinnon. Another thing. Did you see Stamkos lay him out? Uh, that was that during was that during the play? Second period. Yep. Okay. No, I did. Was that absolutely? I mean, you cannot miss this hit. Stam. I mean. Even Stamkos fell back a little bit, but he just unloaded on McKinnon, sent sent him flying. Yeah, it was it was just a great hit. He just carried his momentum right through the check, and you know, like I, I I'm a broken record, but <clears throat> McKin- or, uh, Stamkos just does it all. Uh oh. He's not afraid to check or anything. Well, that's what you need from your captain. Um, and you know, uh, McKinnon third grade. His, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was from the hip, but uh, probably not. But um, he he had a skate issue. Uh, I don't know if his blade broke or fell off or that was a two something. Minute. Okay, that was a, yeah, that's right. And the ref and the ref or linesman actually helped him off the ice. He started to. It's like, how does a ref do that? I mean, I guess that's kind of a judgment call. Maybe he thought he was hurt. Didn't realize that he lost a blade. Well, the guy's crawling on the ice. He's obviously not hurt. Well, I mean, if somebody is hurt, I've seen players often get hit in ankles or, you know, side of the knee. They go down. They can't put any weight on it. They're crawling off the ice in pain. Um, So maybe he just assumed that 
you know, he got hit with the puck and couldn't get himself off the ice. So he's trying to get him off to get assistance. Maybe, maybe it was all in good intentions. And you know they so you know Tampa Bay didn't get any shots till halfway through period. They don't, so they only ended up with four shots in the whole period. Yeah, I think with eight um, minutes left in the period, they got their first shot. Yeah, you need if you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything if you don't shoot the puck. That's right. Um, and it goes back to you know earlier in the season when you're talking about Detroit and uh, getting. Until he comes after us for infringement or something. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so I don't know. You're the one that sent that to me. I have no idea who it is. <laughs> so, but you know, and then I don't understand not calling icing with 30 seconds left at the time. You know, it yeah, was that, that you know, it, bad. It, at the time. You know, Tampa was still in the game, and you know, they want to. Cl- I mean, it, you almost think it was fixed because the NHL. You know, they they should want you know a nice close game, you know, at the end, you get the icing, you know, pull the goaltender, they're right there, and then they just, it's like, okay, no, never mind. Now, I don't know if you've, if you picked up on this, and, and you might think I'm absolutely crazy here, D-Law, but Colorado, I feel like every single series that they were in, when they needed to get the puck down the ice, they were able to loft it down the ice almost like it was uh curling and it just stops just before the 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 icing line it was the most incredible thing i saw like every time i would watch the little bits of colorado's games because i hate colorado it was just incredible how they could do that just sauce it down the ice and just stop it practice i mean it was just yeah, I mean, either that or the NHL put magnets in the uh, puck, and they like so when they did that, they just turn out like all of a sudden the puck just stops. Yeah, it is almost like a magnet <laughs> out there. And now we're not, not. But it was just incredible. Like I, I mean, I know these guys are skilled, but they they absolutely must have practiced that for like hours during a practice, because to do that consistently is has got to be. Di- Extremely difficult. I wonder if you could put a backspin on a puck like you can with a baseball. I don't know. Because I'm almost like I don't know. I I just I, I just want to get the damn thing out of the out of and that like. I just I just want to get my wrist shot more than an inch off the ice. Well, when I'm close to the net, I don't need to get up in the air because usually the goalies, God knows, doing what. Um, but another interesting thing, um, I don't know if it's frustration or I guess, um, the trainer needs to like be like the Preds trainer and have the stick ready and hang, hanging off the boards. <laughs> Cause, uh, with 20 seconds left, Kucherov was over at the, at the boards and he threw his gloves at the trainer just because he didn't have a stick ready. Oh, that's a bad look. It's like, okay. And, you know, I mentioned the Preds trainer because he's like, well, I, I, this ain't come from me. I've heard it many times from around the league. Um, as far as him being the best trainer or the best equipment manager, I mean, um, 
because he's like they call him quick draw because it's like it's like he knows as soon as you know somebody he's like got this keen sense of awareness player get player loses a stick or breaks a stick he's got a stick ready to go hand, hanging out the board so the player comes by and grabs it so you know that's maybe that's what Tampa Bay needs to practice maybe at least with Kucherov yeah, I don't. I, I mean, how do you not have a stick ready? In, in yeah. Twenty what, five seconds, twenty four. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, so twenty. Yeah. How do you not have a stick hanging over the bench, like in your hand? I mean, I would have one for whoever the two star players are out there in each of my hands, just waiting to hand it to them. Yeah. So you know, Tampa Bay just didn't have it in this game, and Colorado ends up taking the. Taking the series in the cup and oh, that pain. and then uh, oh, this, this hurts so bad, D. Yeah, oh, well, the the cup was hurting pretty too. Who took us as moron? Um, Obey you know, Kubel you know, just did that in unison, and it sounded almost identical. Oh, you moron! Yeah, you I don't. You wait. So you're sound. You're you're making me sound like Taylor. The, the chief Taylor. We'll the the three listeners. Yeah. Decide. Well, so Obey Kubel, who was scratched in this game six, and he was he was almost one of my dusters in a previous episode, because um, he had hardly any playing time. And he's a four. Can you picture him when the cup is won? Up in the up in the stands, like just running as fast as he can, running and running and running, just to get down to the locker room to get suited up to go out on the ice, like he did something that game, and then he yeah. bashes the yeah. bashes the hell out of the cup, so like coattails flying as he's shooting down the uh, the the and, riding the railings and sprinting and clicking his heels down to get to the locker room, all giddy. Ooh, I gotta get my uniform and I gotta get my pads on and I gotta get out to the ice. Even though I didn't play this game, I'm gonna be. I gotta get out there quick, quick. And then it's like he, I think he's hanging around with Leonard or something because he like stumbled. Thought he was, looked like he was <laughs> drunk. He like, stumbled. You know what it looked like? It looked like it, Biden getting off the bike. He stumbled and dropped the cup, and he almost dropped it on his teammates. And his teammates are got their hands up on their head, and be like, "No, you didn't just do that." I know. I I just. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Who who does oh, that? You moron. But I but I would love to see somebody if if we have any listeners who are technology inclined enough to take the video of Joe Biden falling off the bike and put the Stanley Cup in his hands, so we can blame Joe Biden for breaking the Stanley Cup. He fell off a bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, pay attention. I don't goal. pay attention to that stuff. This, this is getting, there's a video going viral. That's the only reason well, I saw it. Well, it, it just over, it shows him like falling over on his face like 30 times with music. I mean, the cup is something like uh, hundred and oh, uh, what I yeah, just looked like it up. Like it's like a relic from the Jesus Christ era. 120 or something. I I looked it up, and I don't now. I don't remember. It's like a hundred some years old, never been dropped, and this kid this doesn't hardly get any playing time, stumbles and drops on his teammates and puts a dent in it. And like 
It survived a hundred years without a dent. No, you gotta you gotta wonder. Not like, even a drop. But you gotta understand when it goes like I wanna know how they're going to put it back into shape while maintaining the names already engraved on the side of it. Well, luckily it was just the bottom of the cup, so I mean, I know maybe they can, maybe they can, oh, maybe they'll just keep it that way. But can you imagine? <laughs> Put a, Obey Kubel's name, courtesy of Obey Kubel. <laughs> Put scratch next <laughs> there, to his name. Well, there, there goes his day with a cup. He just screwed that up. Yeah, he lost it. <laughs> You're not gonna get that. You can't be trusted on the ice with it. What are you gonna do with it when you get? Right. We have to babysit him. <laughs> but, but how would you feel if you owned a, a metal shop, okay, where you did like metal works, and all of a sudden Gary Bettman walks in, says, I need you to fix the Stanley Cup. Can you imagine the nerves? Like, I would probably say no to that job. It's going to cost you about $5 million. Yeah, I don't care. I don't, I don't care if it was. Like, you will be the richest man in the world and, and absorb Amazon and every rich company and earn all their money. I would probably turn that down. And is, is, no, probably not. Spe- speaking of Batman, now you brought him up. I was kind of, kind of waiting to hear the, uh, like he usually gets before I turn the TV off, but he wasn't even there. He had his deputy, uh, I guess he was called a deputy commissioner, assistant commissioner. Well, he had him ta- uh, do 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 the cop. He was probably in he was probably in Arizona trying to figure figure out a way to keep Arizona in Arizona. Yeah, like make make more than five thousand. He's doing everything he can to to keep a failing franchise failing and alive at the same time. Maybe he's trying to figure out how to get more than forty seven hundred people. All right, so that wraps up a season, and I don't know what we're pretty much going to be doing off-season stuff, and it's going to be interesting shows. I don't we'll have to figure out, get some interviews lined up, or you know, maybe we'll have a lot of news. Um, cause we're going to have like a month or two. Um, you know, September we'll we'll go into some well, you know, a preview show with you know. Where where it will broke down the divisions and where we think people, they're yeah, going to start the season, even, but you, you know I, I you know well, we'll be on earlier well, than that because we'll start talking about um, Nashville and, and Red Wings. Um, you know, not only off season news, but you know what's going on in the in the clubhouse, like who's playing where and what prospects are going to move up, and we'll have some prospect news. But at least before that, you know, coming up in the near future, we're going to have, you know, NHL draft news is coming up and free agency. That should be that should be not only for the Predators and Red Wings, but for the whole NHL. Um, but any more coaching news on the Red Wings? Um, there, was, wow. there was an official visit today with Derek Lalonde from Tampa Bay. Not uh... so. My hopes was John Cooper, because he even made a message about how he I will always remember this team, and I was like, maybe that is happening. Maybe that rumor Uh-oh. is for real. But 
No, I think I think ultimately it's going to be Derek Lalonde. That's going to be interesting. Halpern um, in there as well, but is it because they can't afford uh, uh, Cooper or? I I think Cooper's probably going to stay with his team. Hmm. So um, I neglected to mention last show, and I was going to um, about my duster taking the summer off, and it will return. Uh, I know we didn't have one last last show because I just didn't have one, and obviously now with no games, we definitely don't have one. Well, they're all dusters now. <laughs> so uh, that will be returning in probably October. As the season starts, um, how about the, the same with the rant room? Are you going to put that on hold? Yeah, unless something. Unless something, yeah. Well, like the cup thing, but that I, I got like an off-season folly with the cup. No, yeah. Well, keep keep Obey Kubel away from it. Um, Somebody needs to get that boy. So no more in the Red Wings news other than uh, Lalonde. No, just uh, um, Oscar Sundquist is terrified of Steve Eiserman. Okay, he's not going to get a contract. Yeah, because uh, he came out, he's like, uh, Steve Eiserman is terrifying in a good way. So I don't know what that means. I, I, just, I do feel that Eiserman is a guy that's going to uphold, you know, excellence. So as, if he walks into the room and he's telling you what he needs you to do, he means business. If you don't do it, he'll get somebody to do it. No, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah, but being like in your face like that, I think that's a good thing. Well, uh, not much new on the Predators. Uh, I was still waiting on the Forsberg signing. Um, still don't, not sure exactly. The right. It really hasn't even been any news. I know it's been only a couple of days since we recorded. Um, but another news comes out of Nashville. Bridgestone Arena was ranked third in the U.S. in ticket sales and fourth in the world. So that that's another great accolade for the for the Bridgestone Arena, who's had quite a few in in in, the, in recent years. And um, I don't know if you're if you're Aware of the ESPYs? Not sure. Is that ESPY and ESPYs? Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not a real award then. Why isn't it? Well, if it's ESPN, it's not really not a real award. It's just something on TV. Major network, major sports well, network. Yeah, but does it? Is who, it? Who won the ESPY? Well, uh, uh, they're not announced yet. But Yossi was nominated for best NHL player. Um. So I just wanted if he was nominated for an ESPY award for the best NHL player, why didn't he win the uh, Norris Trophy? He was um, which I you know I don't want to get. We, we went in a little bit last episode about that, you know, the NHL and wanting it, to, wanting to give it to somebody who was in the Stanley Cup final and. And then they end up giving that guy the con Smythe. So it is what it is. Um, some, uh, you know, so that along with the Red Wings, uh, the Bruins and the Jets are still looking for a coach. Uh, so something 
something we'll be keeping an eye on probably going to be happening, I would think, sooner than later so they can get things going in the offseason, you know, training camp and mini camps and all that. They don't want to go too long without a coach. Um, the Chicago. See, that's why I think Lolland is the guy at this point. Like, I, I, I had a feeling it was going to be a Tampa Bay assistant. And now that Lalonde has actually come into the locker room, had conversations with, you know, Stevie Y in the office, I just think he's probably the guy. Yeah, and, they, you know, they definitely want to get somebody in there, you know, get, you know, the team to buy into them and, yeah, and stuff like you that. New culture now, so that's what Stevie Y needs. Or he's continue to rebuild. In, he's got to bring in a culture. A, a culture guy. And then, um, hockey. We did have a trade this afternoon, um, which is uh, kind, kind, kind of a surprise, but not really. Kevin Fiala is now an LA King. The Wild, where they want uh, their general manager, Bill Guerin, was it? He 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 was he had said that he want they wanted to keep them, but uh, they weren't they weren't Bill sure Guerin. if they were. Yeah, they they so it sounded like he wasn't sure they could afford them. Is what it reminds me. So, uh, so Minnesota gets Brock Faber. Who just completed? He he went he went to the University of Minnesota, so he's pretty much coming home or staying home because I think he he just finished uh, the, his career there. So he probably never left Minnesota, at least not you know as an NHL player. I don't know if I don't know if he's played in. The, I, I obviously not. Um, and they also got a first-round pick in this year's draft, which I think is 19th, something like that. So they they actually kind of won that deal. I mean, yeah, they traded away a guy who had 80 points. Uh, you know, I just want to dive into this a little bit, um, you know, discuss this. Um, as far as, you know... The Kings got a great, great player. You know, you know they're they're in a rebuild, but they they did make the playoffs, so they're like a year, maybe two years ahead. Um, so that's going to be a huge pick uh, or huge pickup. And I just about an hour ago, um, according to the NHL Network, they they actually signed him. Now I didn't see it on the NHL in a website or anything. But I'm hearing that they signed him to a seven-year. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch the the amount, the amount of money. So I, I I'm not. I, I don't know if that's official, but I'm hearing that he did sign with the Kings, and he was supposed. And Fiala was supposed to be. He was going to be a restricted free agent. So that's huge for the Kings to get him locked up before free agency. And he joins uh, Victor Arvidsson, who had, he had played with in Nashville. So it'll be interesting to see if they put them on the same line or, you know, maybe with Kopitar. And you know, obviously Brown retired. So that might be a good replacement uh, for Brown um, and Fiala. 
Um, I, I I let you dive into to, to your reaction on this. No, I, I think they play very well together. Um, you know, they showed that back in Nashville. So I think that's a good move. I think that, you know, re- reuniting, you know, them guys together, I think it could really help them, you know, grow. And, you know, he just he brings a lot of positivity into the into the locker room as well. So they get so much when they get him. Yeah. And I, I know he had 80 points a season, you know, and I know a lot of uh, a lot of teams, you know, he. We're focused on Kaprizov and and um, and yeah, uh, I can't I draw a blank of that guy's name. Um, so it, they he, he kind of went under the radar, but then again, you know, he gets so many. You know, he had eighty points. So after a while, you you gotta pay attention to him. So you know, he once you get up to 50, 40, 50 points, you gotta be thinking. We better start playing a little defense on this guy. Um, but you know, I don't know. Can he? Can he hold up? Can he continue that eighty point? You know, consistently, or you know, that's, that's tough to do. I mean, that's that's hard to do once. Um. Yeah. So you know, even if he gets fifty or sixty, it'll be still good. Um. Oh, but. But on the other, but on the other side, as far as the Minnesota Wild are concerned, it's a huge loss, you know. And 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 for them to get something, because it, you know, like like Bill Guerin had said, he wasn't sure if they were going to be able to sign him, probably because of the money. Um, so for have, for them to get a couple pieces for him before they let him walk and get nothing, and have to start from scratch. Right. They get a guy who knows Minnesota area, who's played in Minnesota. The fans, Minnesota fans, probably are pretty aware of you know if they follow college hockey, which you know the Minnesota is known for their hockey and and, and they're you know they're that they they love they love the game. So I'm I'm sure they they know this uh, Brock Faber uh, kid. And then also to get a, a first round pick, it's gonna and it's gonna be a decent low pick, you know, nineteenth I think it was. So it, that's not a bad, you know, it's it's, it's a pretty good pick. It's yeah. not, and it's not, and 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 you know, it, you know, it's not for this year, obviously, unless it's a really good player. Um, but you know, so, you know, and they're that way they're kind of stocking up for the future. Um, and you know maybe they can pick up somebody in the free agency, you know, a little bit cheaper. Maybe a couple of players that you know, and and that you know, and they you know they were a really good team this year. I don't you know it, we'll we'll dive more into that later in the summer in in a couple of months. You know when we we discuss the the preview, but I, yeah, I don't I don't think Minnesota's going away. Um, just because of Fiala, you know, they still got the core. Um, um, I, yeah, losing losing a player of his caliber, yeah, but to get two young pieces that are going to be playing probably well, um, well past Fiala. I believe Fiala is like twenty six or twenty seven. He is twenty five. You get these two young pieces, they'll probably be playing. Well, after Fiello's retired, or at least, you know, past his prime, you know, he'll be, you know, 30 years old, and these kids will be in their prime 
So, you know, they're, they're also looking to the future. So I don't really, you know, I think that's all the all news so far. You know, obviously, you know, in the in the coming weeks, I'm sure there'll be a lot more news stories to delve into. I want to, uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit, um, you know, in, in our game six recap. But let me uh, let me go into my little my little rage. <laughs> So I got a couple of rages here. The first of all, first off, um, I mentioned it a little just a few minutes ago. Obey Kubella dropping the cup. You moron! Uh, it just—I uh, have no words for this. Like I said, the cup has been around for over a hundred years. Never been dropped once. Never even put a dent. I mean, it, it's gone through how many different. You know, players taking the cup. It's been all over the world. You know, this. How many opportunities have was there for somebody to destroy the cup, and it never has. And this kid doesn't even get it off the ice, and he drops it. I can't. It's just. You're so it's just. Oh, I just can't. I mean, I I just have no words. I mean, are you? You're an NHL player. Is it that heavy? It's it's like thirty pounds. You can't lift thirty pounds without dropping it. And and also, I need as long as I'm raging, I got to rage on the wrestling linesman. All season long, it's been absolutely pathetic. Missed calls, bad calls, uh, just just terrible officiating. You're the Best of the best. You got to be better than this. I hope you spend the offseason re- retooling the, re- your game, learning, reading the rule book. I'm sure there'll probably be more new rules added to it. But yeah, just come back and then and then and next season and be a lot better than this regular season in the playoffs. I'm just, oh my God, it's just pathetic. I'm done. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm i going to. I think you blew a vein there. Oh, I I almost did. I just, I, you should have saw me watching that guy drop the cup the other night. You sit in the chair. What are you doing? You <laughs> As he falls, you sit up. Ah. It looked like he was drunk. Give the drunk a drink. I don't think, forget letter. Hey, letter, you're off the hook. It's Kubel's now this a new drunk. Do you think, no, no, he was a scratch. <laughs> think about this. Could he have been up in the bleachers drinking? I don't know where he was, but he had he skates on. And he had his jersey, so That's I don't. What I mean, if maybe he, he was probably up in the bleachers. Maybe, 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 maybe he was a late scratch. Maybe he was getting dressed up, and the coach was kind of messing with him. And you know, like, oh yeah, you're gonna play, you're gonna sit the bench, and then 
about two minutes before the game starts, oh, you're a scratch. And he's like, well, I'm not going to get undressed. Well, I don't know if that's how, what the circumstances were. My guess is, well, if you're up in the crowd because he was a scratch and he was, yeah, but he had putting down some beverages and then they win the cup. So he has to sprint down the steps like Charlie Bucket. Yeah, but he's dressed and get to the locker room, get dressed and go out there. He gets dressed awful fast. Well, if your team won the Stanley Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I just don't understand, you know, yeah, I don't, I mean, can scratch players do that? How about this? How about this? Usually, so, usually for scratch, let's, they're, let's they're out there and for ourselves here. Let's try to get him to come on a podcast. Oh, God. exactly what happened. I might have to speak French, and I don't know French. Well, we can Google Translate. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, gotta I, try. Yeah, well, he better not. He, we better not uh, let him listen to this episode because he definitely won't come on after the trash talking that we got. Right? He'll be like, "Who is this guy? I'm not going on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got like two listeners. Right? We gotta <laughs> well, try. Though. We'll have three if his mother if he gets on his mother I think, listens. I think we'd be completely honest with him and just say, "Hey, you know, we absolutely." lit you up on our last show but we want to have a redemption with you and see your point of view of what happened that night so we want to give you a chance to forgive yourself on our podcast that nobody will listen what, to what happened oh I will push this out I will pay money to have this pushed out if he comes on the show and does that for us uh, we need advertisers too well, if we get this interview, we'll have advertisers. So, but yeah, when did, I mean, yeah, I think it would be incredible to get this guy on and just have that conversation. Let's work on it. Let's, let's, uh, let's start stalking away. Well, we need to get somebody. No, he, he's the one. He's the target. That's who I want. Yeah. Well, it definitely won't be anybody else in that team. Well, let's, no, but let's work on that. Let's get him on. All right, so uh, I just want to, you know, the Memorial Cup uh, ended earlier tonight. Um, Hamilton uh, had beat Shenanigan and Shenanigan, not Shenanigans, Shenanigan, in overtime. Um, That was uh, Sunday, I believe. that 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 made them that advanced them to the Memorial Cup uh, to play the host St. John, who is, was actually the best team in the whole tournament. Um, they you know they won they got the first round by, uh, and um, it was a battle of the dogs: Hamilton Bulldogs and the St. John Sea Dogs. Interesting name for a team. Uh, do you know what the Sea Dog is? Uh, it's a veteran, a veteran sailor, which okay. kind of makes sense. The yeah. sea dog, yeah, it's a slang term. Surprised it's not um offensive, like everything else. But um, uh, former Buffalo Saber and St. Louis Blues player Jay McKee, um, he also played with the Penguins for one season. He's the head coach of Hamilton. Um, 
he won't be too happy with a couple of Michigan players. Well, one Michigan player, which um, uh, a little Detroit connection. Um, Avery Hayes and Ryan Humphrey are the only two U.S. players on the Hamilton Bulldogs. And they're both from Michigan, and they both played for the Detroit area uh, Honey Baked, which is, I believe, part of Little Caesars uh, uh, youth hockey. Um, yes. And uh, the game started off pretty exciting. Uh, St. John scored at, uh, like two two thirty five into the first. It was actually deflected off a Hamilton defense stick. Um, so kind kind of shades of the NHL, um, and and these kids are just amazing to watch. I mean, this is the future of the NHL. Um, St. John scored again. Uh, to the, at the time, they had two goals on three shots. Um, and St. John, and uh, I meant I just mentioned that you know this is a future of the NHL. St. John's has eight players who were drafted into the NHL. So, we'll be seeing some of these guys up. Uh, Mason McTavish uh, for Hamilton cut the lead. He's the son of Dale McTavish. Oh, not Craig. Uh, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, Craig, uh, he not sure if they're related. Uh, probably somewhere. I'm not sure. I didn't see that. But Dale McTavish, I'm not sure who he is, but he played for Calgary. And Mason was drafted by the Ducks and didn't. I don't know if he's related to Craig McTavish. Didn't he play for the Ducks? I know he played for Edmonton. Oh, wait, maybe the Ducks didn't have a team when he was still playing. I, I don't know. Um, but another interesting note, uh, the attendance for this game in St. John, 5,849. That's more than the Coyotes' capacity is going to be at 4,700. Uh, Batman, if you're listening, maybe you want to move Coyotes to St. John for a season. Or two or three until they get to the team. But uh, St. John's, after Hamilton's cut the lead in half, they added another. Uh, this was, I believe, in the second period. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they added two in the second period, 34 seconds apart. Um, so the goalie, the Hamilton goalie was pretty shaky. And on the other side, the St. John goalie. I don't even to say his name because I can't pronounce it very well. But he was absolutely he. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he hasn't drafted yet. I'm sure he'll probably be drafted maybe this year. But he was played absolutely remarkable. It was a six to three score. Uh, but the third the third goal for Hamilton, they actually had to review it during a TV break because it went in and out so fast. It hit the back bar. It hit the crossbar. Somehow, I don't know how, it hit the crossbar, it hit the back bar. Uh, maybe it hit the back bar first. Not, and it, I don't know. In any case, it hit the back bar and then hit the other bar, and they had to review it and decided it went in. So that was the third goal. So, you know, a f- kind of a fluke. I don't want to say a fluky goal because it hit the back bar, so it was probably a good goal. But, you know, he, but he's just... He, he had made some great saves, especially late in the third period. Um, but Hamilton, you know, they scored nine seconds left in the second period. That made that game the – that was their second goal. And at the time, it was four to one. So that, that was a huge goal. And then um, 
In the third period, uh, St. John scored a Parpa goal after Humphrey, uh, who I had mentioned was uh, a Michigan player, took a really bad unsportsmanlike penalty. It would have been a four-on-four. You know, they would have took – he he got a penalty along with guy on St. John's, but he took a bad unsportsmanlike penalty. So he gets two and gave St. John the power play, and they scored on it. Uh, and then Humphrey again, another bad penalty later in that. You know, not not too much longer after that, um, he basically just tackled a St. John player. The guy didn't even have a puck. He just I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, they're losing five to three at the time, or five. To Five to two, and then you know, the, then then they got you know the. Then they had their review, and they made it five to three, and then they ended up winning. Um, but St. John's coach <clears throat> uh, was an interim coach. They had re- he took over midway through the season, so it's just interesting, you know, how many times does that happen, in any level, and that's you know that's all I have for the Memorial Cup, so. Just a just a little. Um, Thanks for the update, D-Lo. Just a little update on that, and you know, like I said, the future of the NHL. These players, you know, these kids, fun fun to watch. I mean, they, they and then the, the celebration. It's like it's just like almost like they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, they're you know they're holding it above their head. And they didn't drop it. No 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 drops. The Memorial Cup was safe. No, um, no, um, but we got a little bit of injury updates. Um, pretty much all, uh, all Tampa Bay is coming out. So Braden Point, um, he had a significant uh, torn quadriceps. It happened against the Toronto series, um, but I don't understand why he couldn't play. I mean. There was players that played with a broken rib, uh, in in uh, uh, broken rib and s- s- separate or s- some other something else in the rib area, and they played with that. And he had a torn quadricep and he couldn't play. I, I don't know. I I think he need I think he needed uh, to suck it up a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I- yeah, but so is a broken rib. I mean, the guy's, I don't remember who it was, but he was playing with a broken rib. <laughs> uh, it was a player. Um, but Belmar, uh, he has a meniscus injury. That started before the playoffs. Uh, and this, uh, this injury here seems like it's a, I don't know if it's a, you know, a Tampa thing or, or what. But a couple of players had this injury. Sorelli, uh, shoulder and an AC joint sprain. That happened against the Rangers. And then he dislocated the other shoulder against Colorado. So <laughs> he'll be walking around with two arm and two slings. An arm, an arm in each sling. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I got two shoulders. So I, it'll be interesting to see what you know how he'll do if he's going to be back next season with two two shoulders. <clears throat> Kucherov he ended up with an MCL sprain that happened against Colorado. Also, I don't know if Colorado was just going you know being cheap you know going after trying to injure players or if they're just hitting. 
Hinton or what? But uh, Paul, that's another. He had the same thing as Sorelli. Uh, shoulder and AC joint sprain that happened against the Rangers as well. I thought maybe it was the same thing. I thought maybe they just for, for you know, forgot to put the name, the other name down. Um, and then he had an MCL sprain against Colorado. Same thing as Kucherov. And then Perry, he had a shoulder AC joint sprain against the that happened against the Rangers. So that kind of you know. Goes back to the last episode talking about Perry. If he had a shoulder, you know, AC's joint sprain, how is he going to put all his weight onto a player purposely when his shoulder is like, you know, already injured? You're not going to be able to put weight, you're not going to be able to put your body weight when you got a shoulder uh, sprain. Um, but, I, I, but I didn't, you know, I didn't come here to start a fight. Um, so, and then, uh, McDonough, he, he mangled his finger. That ha- happened, he blocked a shot against the Rangers. And, and, and on the other hand, Colorado had nothing, no injuries other than the cadre, you know, but he's, um, obviously hundred percent. And, you know, the, even, even he said, or the, or the coach said that, and I think it was game five when they interviewed him, um, that he was 100. percent So just just a flip of you know you're injured, you know you get all these injuries and it takes a toll out on you. Uh, yeah. I you know in you know Colorado really didn't have much of a series in any 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 of the series really until I mean Tim Tim they gave him a little bit Edmonton obviously did a little bit but. Not like Tampa Bay, they had four tough series that they had to go through. Uh, well, other than the Florida series, because Florida just laid down. But it just it just shows you that you know you got to be healthy and you got to have depth. And you know Colorado has that. And are they going to? But on the flip side, are they going to be able to keep a lot of their players for you know next season? So. Um, they made the run and they, they achieved the goal. So. But I don't know if they can turn it into two and three like Tampa. Well, I'm Tampa. Sure t- like. Well, um, I think they have two or three up. Um, um, not, not McKinnon. McKinnon still, uh, he had signed that long. I think Landis Gag is up, I think. I don't, I, I don't remember exactly who I, I didn't really dive into that um but there's not much else to talk about um i'm just hoping next episode we'll have a little bit more and we're gonna try to try to work on some interviews and or get some interviews um we got one good interview a few uh, you know one right off the bat um you know this show was just starting kicking off but you know we're 23 episodes in so it's still it's just still a young podcast. We're growing every day, and you know we haven't even done a full season yet. So I'm getting uh, you know we, we 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 still got we still got the off season to deal. You know we got you know this is obviously our first off season doing this, so we're we're learning as we go. But you know next season is going to be our first fall season. I'm sure we'll. We'll continue to evolve and change things as we go, but 
but we're, we're working on it. And then, and we're also, uh, we're, we're working on, uh, the TV end of it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully by the end of the summer, we'll, we'll, we'll actually kick that off. Um, I know we wanted to do that earlier this playoff round, but rightly so, we decided to hold off you know, and make sure that we get it right without jumping in. You know, I, I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, nope, nope. I think that's all I got for this show. Um, we'll see you again uh, probably our regular time next week. Um, that should depend on what's going on. You know, summer is a busy time. Uh, you can always... We can always uh, email us at PredWingsPodcast at gmail.com with any uh, you know suggestions for the off season, or maybe if you know somebody that could inter- that we could interview, or would want a guest host, or you know we're always open for ideas, and and don't forget to to subscribe and. So you don't miss any episodes, and um, and follow us on our social media on Facebook at Predwings Podcast and Twitter at Predwings Pod. Uh, we'll continue to uh, update our social media with any news and breaking news, and we're probably going to be having a a little bit of an NHL draft show coming up. That's coming up on the eighth, I believe, is a draft. Um, in Montreal, and then, you know, free agency's right after that, so probably have a free agency show. Um, but it's a, compared to last episode, it's, it's twice as short. Kind of sad to see, but that means hockey season's over for now. We'll be kicking it up soon. Um, no, I'm still playing, you know, my, I'm still playing in my beer league, so maybe we'll talk more about that, you know, fill in some time. I know uh, Rat and Run isn't uh, been out in years, so I think he retired. You moron! It's the kids. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll call, I think we'll call this a show. And thanks for as always. Thanks for tuning in to the Pride Wings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See you, Smashville.